Hey y'all, thank you guys so, so, so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Worlds of Country podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. On today's episode, I'm joined by Harper O'Neill to talk all about her musical journey from Texas to Nashville and so much more, including her brand new single, Somebody. Hope you guys enjoy this one. I know I really did. Talk to you guys on the other side. Hey Harper, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. What have you been up to lately? Oh man, today I had the day off. So I'm in my PJs at home, just taking it easy. Uh, cause I feel like it's been pretty go, go, go here, but, um, yeah. What about you? Um, nothing much, nothing much. Um, how often do you, do you sort of get a day off like today? Um, lately, not that often because I've, I've just been writing every day at least if not like, you know, recording or fixing mixes and, and kind of taking those next steps to get hopefully out on the road this year. But um, yeah, so it's been the first time in a while. I feel like I've had a full day to just sit at my PJs. <laughs> do you even know like how to let go and like, and relax like that anymore? Or do you have to like well, readjust every time? Actually, it's really funny, especially with like so social media and your phone, like always alerting you. Like I have to actively like set it in another room and leave it and just go actually sit and do nothing. And then classic, I'll like find myself picking up a guitar or like, you know, like, oh, let me just listen to that mix one more time. And then all of a sudden I'm like back to it again. <laughs> I have to force it out of my hands. <laughs> you get sucked back in one way or another. <laughs> exactly. Where are you? It looks tropical. Oh, Florida, Miami. Oh, awesome. Very cool. Have to show off the, the palm trees. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, dang, you know how to relax. It's like you're on vacation. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> So when did you know that music was going to be the thing for you? Um, so I, I'm born and raised in Dallas, Texas, or outside of Dallas, Plano Richardson area. Um, and then I went to UT Austin for school, for college. And while I was there, I played um, on 6th Street a bunch, just doing cover gigs, kind of similar to what we do here in on Broadway, like a lot of a lot of singers kind of do that um, stretch of bars. And it's very similar, at least it was, I haven't been back in a while, but uh, Sixth Street's kind of that similar vibe. So I would go down there, play three or four hours, make some cash and go meet up with my friends downtown after. And, and it was really a hobby at that point. And then when I graduated, I realized I didn't really know how to write a song. So I didn't think it was super feasible for me to go be a songwriter um, at that point. So I moved back to Dallas and I kept playing gigs on the weekends and, you know, just inviting my friends to come out and see me. And I got a job doing marketing for a financial services company. And I was there for about seven months and I was like, I just don't think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I had a friend call me who actually runs a um, really cool program here in Nashville called Creative Vets. And I had met him a couple years before, and he had just started this songwriting branch of his organization that brings in like top tier songwriters with veterans to help them cope with their PTSD and trauma and things like that um, through songwriting. And he had just started this program and he called me. I hadn't heard from him in years. And he was like, you need to move to Nashville. And I was like, no, I don't. That's, you're insane. I'm not doing that. Um, and so he's like, okay, just come visit. So I stayed with him and his wife for about a week and he took me out to all the bars. And about two weeks later, I was like, okay, I'm going to move. And I just found some random roommates on Facebook marketplace or not marketplace, Facebook rooms for rent. And uh, yeah, moved out here a couple months later. 
That could have gone horribly wrong. <laughs> it, it really, really could have. But I fell in love with this town and how accessible good songwriting is. Just you can go anywhere and see just phenomenal music played at any time. It's super inspiring to be around. So when you first moved out to Nashville, did you still have this idea in your in your head that you didn't know how to write a song really? Or kind of. Um, I definitely think there's a specific Nashville way to write a song that you can really only learn by writing with people in Nashville. But also being from Texas, there's this whole other style of writing um, that I think I was a little bit more prone to. And so I've tried to maintain a good mix of those styles since moving here, which is like holding on to a little bit of the left footedness that can sometimes come from Texas country and in chasing these kind of big, catchy melodies and things that that really I've found come out of Nashville often. And and trying to marry those two has been kind of my journey. You kind of have to find the right mix that works there. And it's a very delicate balance. Absolutely. I, my friends and I always talk about it. And I always say, to when I came to Nashville, I had to put both feet in to kind of assimilate and figure out what was happening and how the industry works. And then slowly the goal becomes to take one foot out and remember how you're different and how you stand out and what you bring to the table. So it's a tricky line to walk for sure. And it's something I'm still learning how to do all the time. What would you say have been some of the bigger lessons you've learned since you've moved out to Nashville? It's a great question. Um, one of them I would say is you have to show up to win. So, um, a lot of times as artists, it can seem like our work isn't liked, but it's probably because it hasn't been heard a lot. Um, and there's a big difference between people not just not having access to it and never having heard it and them not connecting with it. So I think that's one of them is you have to be present and put yourself out there. And another one is, and this one's really hard for me, but, uh, and I think it's hard for a lot of artists to be honest, but to not run from what you do naturally and to lean into what comes naturally to you. I think the instinct is that if it comes easy, you didn't earn it or work for it. And so people tend to, to stay away from it and try things that maybe don't come naturally um, in order to, to master them and to work, work on them and get to that place. But sometimes the magic is just what, what, is naturally there for you. Yeah. Sometimes when it feels too easy, you kind of tend to, to run away from it, but like, this can't be it. Absolutely. And that's like everything in life. I feel like when things are going great, you're like, all right, when's the other shoe going to drop? Like, you know, you're waiting for the catch. Exactly. Exactly. So on the, the flip side of the lessons, what would you say have been some of the bigger challenges that you faced since you've gotten involved in the industry? Challenges. Oh, that's, yeah, that's interesting. I think for me, um, a big challenge has been deciding on a, on a first project. I've made a couple first projects that I didn't end up putting out because they just didn't quite feel like me. Um, and they were great projects with, you know, fabulous musicians and the songs I thought were great. It's just at the end of it, I just didn't feel connected to it. So that's been a huge journey for me and challenges. How can I get what's in my head and what I meant when I wrote the songs to come across in the recording process? And I think it's just a muscle that you have to work 
and I had been playing live for so long, you know, in Austin and for years. And so I felt like my live muscle was definitely stronger. And so catching up on the recording side has been um, challenging and also super fulfilling because when you start to get on the right track and it started, it starts to come to life, how you pictured it. It's so fulfilling. It's just super rewarding. That's gotta be one of the most rewarding aspects of this whole thing at the end of the day. Absolutely. And finding those people that get, that get you, you know, working with my producer now, Jake gear, he's phenomenal and he's done lots of great artist projects um, and they're all really different. And I think that's credit to him because he really listens to the artist and, um, does the the research necessary to make that sound dream kind of come into fruition. You kind of have to surround yourself with the that group of people that understand and support your vision. Totally. totally. And yeah. add to it. Bring things that like you yeah. didn't even know, you know, were yeah. possible. Yeah. It's a collaborative business at the end of the day. So it really is. Yeah. <laughs> It's got to it really be. Is. Otherwise, it's, otherwise we're all stuck. <laughs> exactly. It's actually crazy how how many people are involved. Uh, I think when I was young and like watching award shows and things, it just it often can look like one person or two people. But it's teams and teams of people that um, are behind all of these successes is really fascinating. And on the outside, there's definitely this idea and this perception that everything sort of comes together right away when really it takes years and years and years yeah i think that's like kind of a a joke in town is like the overnight success because often they've been here for 10 plus years really working hard on the road you know finding their sound finding their music and um just working to get it to people so you mentioned your sounds a little bit before how would you how would you describe your sound for people out there who maybe haven't heard you before so i think with this a specific project that I'm in the process of releasing. I have two songs out right now. I have one song coming out tomorrow night at midnight, I guess, 11 central time. And um, then the rest of the project is coming out later this spring. I don't, I'm not sure the date yet. I'm kind of making it up as I go along, but the sound we kind of went in trying to capture was what if like Memphis soul music was made in Dallas and what does that look like? Um, so not trying to really compete with the incomparable sound that came out of music, uh, that came out of Memphis, you know, in the 60s and 70s and the 50s, um, and really trying to modernize that and put it through the filter of my Texas songwriting roots. Um, so that's been kind of the line we're trying to walk. And obviously, since starting it, we've taken it in a bunch of different directions, right? Found different um expressions of that same idea so it's been interesting to see it evolve but that was definitely what we went into it thinking and so there are horns on the record um and there is kind of that texas western flair to soul music that's kind of weaved all throughout so that's probably how i'd describe it who would you say most influenced this style of yours that is a great question Okay, so there are so many, <laughs> but I think specifically when I moved to town, I kind of thought Nashville is where country music was made. Um, and, and it is made here, but there's tons and tons of other great music that's 
coming out of Nashville right now. And, um, I recently got to work with this person and tell her how obsessed with her work I am, but there's an artist, Lucy Silvis, um, out of Nashville. And she's originally, I think she's British. So she's from the UK and, um, she made this killer record in, I think 2018 called EGO. And it super inspired me. It was singer songwriter songs put in this sonic space. I had never heard before. I couldn't quite tell what it was. And it just intrigued me in a way to, then push the boundaries of my own style and the, my own instruments and the the tones and things in it. And then I will say also in 2020, when we were all locked inside, I was falling back in love with Tapestry by Carol King. Like, I don't know what it was about that time and that record that just really illuminated something for me. It's so perfectly imperfect and real and the songwriting is brilliant and I just loved so much about it. So I think those two for my non-country influences um, definitely inspired some of the risks that we took with this project. Would you say that you're you're naturally a risk taker when it comes to your music or do you tend to shy away from those risks? I feel in my personal life, I'm not really much of a risk taker. Um, it's probably my, my dad's like a, wonderful financial planner. So he's, he's pretty risk averse. And I think I got that gene, but I do think, I do think I'm a little bit more risky in my music than I am in my person. Um, just as far as taking big swings, like for this project, I've been wanting to make a record with horns for so long and lots of people talked me out of it because it's hard to recreate live they're expensive and all of those things are true but I just always imagined it that way and so I did it <laughs> and, and you know it's been fun to to figure out the arrangements without the horns but it definitely was a huge risk to make this country music it, it really is at the root of it it is country and then dress it up with all these sounds that I personally love <laughs> I hope everyone else does <laughs> so it, it sort of took you a while to lean into that that risk-taking side. Yeah, I think it goes to wanting to fit in at first yeah. and belong. And then once you have a handle on that and you're trying to entice partners and, and other businesses and companies to invest in what you're doing, I think all of a sudden then you have to... Con you have to sh sh all of the noise i heard something the other day that like a hundred thousand songs are released today or something on spotify and so i think the key is then how can you how can you cut through all that noise yeah and by being different and being yourself is probably the, the best way to do that yeah but it is funny when you try really hard to be yourself you end up not being yourself no yeah if you try to be authentic <laughs> you end up being the most inauthentic you could be yeah it's so true you're like a cardboard copy of yourself and it's it's really weird yeah so how long would you say that it took you to find that group of people around you that you felt you could really trust and really sort of gel with so as far as um, other songwriters in town i was super fortunate when i moved to town about two months in I met uh, my best friend who's a fabulous singer-songwriter and uh, artist herself, Meg McCree. We connected uh, two months in to me living here and uh, we're inseparable ever since. We've been writing literally since the day after we met. 
And then um, there was this round, this writer's round on Demumbrian at Tin Roof every Tuesday that my friend Vinny Paolizzi put on. And it just so happened that the same group of people kind of kept showing up every Tuesday and trading songs with each other. And they all ended up becoming uh, some of my best friends to this day and collaborators. And they're all pursuing their own artist dreams. And um, it's like Ben Chapman, Nate Frederick, Colin Nash, Tyler Halverson, Gabe Lee. It's just a really awesome group of up and coming artists. So I was really lucky to connect with them pretty early on. And then as far as, um, you know, publishing and producers and things, I uh, recently signed with Jody Williams songs last year. Um, it was about four years into being in Nashville and I can't think of a better fit. He's such a um, champion of songs and uh, risk-taking in music and being yourself. And the team there is wonderful, Tennessee and Nina. Um, and then as far as finding Jake Gear. I think I had to be ready enough for him to be ready to work with me. And I think he kind of got the sense that I was at a place where I was needed to make a move. And so he ended up reaching out to me and it just happened to be the right time. And I just knew he had wonderful taste and um, he's super passionate about music. I always think it's interesting. I feel like there's a lot of people in this town who I don't even know if they really like music. <laughs> If that makes sense, <laughs> you know, and there's, you know, and I fall out of love with it sometimes when it becomes too clinical. Um, and that's yeah. always a line to walk to is falling in and out of love with your job and your work and your hobby. And, you know, it's all confusing when it's the same thing. And so it's great to have uh, people who just love music and in my world. Yeah, I feel like those those lines could get a little too blurred, blurred sometimes and you sort of lose what you got involved in this for the, in the first place. for Absolutely. And yeah. you can tell when there's, when there's heart in the making process of something. So. Yeah. And you definitely could hear it also. Was, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to fake it. <laughs> yeah, It's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard to fake it. So um, you have a new single coming out Friday. Could you tell us the story behind that one and how it came together? Yes. So I wrote that with my friend Meg McCree, which she just put out a song that we wrote together uh, with Lainey Wilson last week, which I think Worlds of Country featured it I on their page. It. I did. I yes, did. tried and true. <laughs> so I'm super proud of that song. Um, and then Meg and I wrote this one called Somebody that comes out this Friday. Um, it was a Friday night. We were drinking wine and eating ramen noodles and sitting around the uh, kitchen table at my house and I had my little tiny baby Taylor and I just started playing this lick that ended up kind of being the base of the whole song. And um, I think we just started talking about that feeling of when you meet somebody or see somebody out and your, your imagination kind of runs away with you and you think about what they might be like and if they might be a match for you. And then ultimately the hope is that they're not already in love with someone else and that you stand a chance to maybe be with this person. But it's also kind of a commentary on the fantasy of love that you don't have, you know, like it, it it's not really real and um, true in, in the world that we live in to have your partner have all of these perfect qualities. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a fantasy about 
that experience of being in a coffee shop and seeing someone gorgeous. <laughs> Very idealistic view of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So when you when you first moved out to Nashville, were you overwhelmed by the amount of talent around you, or was that something you you embraced? Man, I am constantly overwhelmed by the amount of talent in this town in in a in the greatest way because it's just so inspiring. It it keeps you moving and um hopefully it keeps you in competition only with yourself to to better yourself and better your work and your writing. And I think that was instilled in me at the beginning of moving here with my friends at that writers round. We'd we'd all go and then like, you know, Colin would show up with this incredible song and we'd all go home and be like dang Colin's song is so good we gotta write it we gotta write it you know we gotta measure up and catch up and you that muscle of songwriting and it can be super inspiring it can be intimidating but it can I suppose it's the lens you kind of gotta find that line between inspiring and intimidating somewhere absolutely yeah and it's a fine line depends on the the day i suppose yeah yeah the day the hour the minute <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so i want to do a little rapid fire with you before i let you go if that's cool with you oh i'm scared okay yes <laughs> you better be scared <laughs> let's do this um pancakes or waffles pancakes if you could only eat one thing the rest of your life what would it be Mm, anything my grandma makes my 20 mama. toes or 20 toes or 20 fingers 20 fingers i'd be so good at the guitar uh, lift your feet up <laughs> <laughs> um if you could only listen to three artists the rest of your life who would they be oh my gosh oh man i'm gonna go carol king This is so hard. Dead or alive? What? Dead or alive? Dead or alive. Oh my God. You can pass I'm on go... it if you want to pass. No, 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 never. I'm going to go Willie Nelson. Carol King and Ooh, I'm going to go Jade Bird. I love her. So that's a nice mix there. Yeah, I think so. Biggest pet peeve. Oh. Crunching, like chewing with your mouth open. I can't it's say my it. sisters also. <laughs> oh, like when people chomp on ice. Oh, it's so hard for me. Um, chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Good answer there. Um, <laughs> most expensive impulse buy you ever made? Uh, guitar. Okay, at least it's something useful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you could um, <clears throat> collaborate with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, my goodness. 
Actually, I'm going to go Carol King. Yeah. Yeah. She's just iconic. Green venue. Red Rocks. Good one. Everyone, like, at least 75% of people say Red Rocks. So, you're, yeah. There's, you're something, there's something that feels like it would be extremely magical. I, yeah. Yeah. That's the word, magical. That's, yeah. Yeah. If you could delete any word from the English language, what would it be? Deserve. Deserve? That's, well, it's rapid fire, so I can't ask for an explanation. <laughs> <but I> would... <laughs> well, thank you so much again for taking the time of <laughs> this. End. The end. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Of course. We'll do it again sometime. Okay. Awesome. Thanks so much. Hey, y'all. Thank you guys so, so, so much again for tuning in. Hope you liked what you heard. If you liked what you heard from Harper, be sure to go check out her music wherever you listen to music and go check her out on social media. If you liked what you heard from the podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to. We really, really appreciate that. And go check us out on social media at Worlds of Country on all platforms. Talk to you guys next time.